ho. <laughs> no, James. That isn't the latest lyric to Cardi B's new single. That is the classic refrain of Father Christmas. Start off with a bang. Start off with a bang. Christmas <laughs> gone. Um, Welcome to Repeat Until Funny Christmas Special. Well, welcome back. Welcome. What, what do you mean welcome back? It's been a while, hasn't it? Yes. Yeah, but that's, that's why it's a special. Yeah, I know. That, that's why they're coming back. Yeah, they're coming back for more. Yeah, coming back from uh, Again, we got your emails. Yeah. So Christmas, James. <laughs> yep. It's that time of year where when the government allows it, we get together yeah. in groups of sometimes more than three households. Often it's more than three. What is so important about Christmas, do you think? Uh, the deals and the dollars. The deal, the money. The it's all money. about the it's money, about presents, cash. material goods. <laughs> Ronald Hutton, a, you know him well. Oh, of course, I know him very well. A professor at the University of Bristol who's done a lot of work on Christmas. Oh, all right. He says what that... What a loser. I know. <laughs> <laughs> People studying tones. <laughs> He said, it has been the time of celebration, ritual and folklore par excellence for hundreds and hundreds of years. Uh Par excellence. Par excellence. He says that there are essentially three purposes purposes to Christmas. Mm -hmm. And all of them depend on certain basic human needs. Okay. What basic human needs do you think have been met by Christmas? Not necessarily today, but over time. Over time. Uh, what are the basic human needs? Community. Yeah. Sort of getting together. Yeah. Um, what else? Why? Why? Okay. Why at winter? Because it's cold. Yes. Yeah. So one of them is for light, warmth, greenery, and merrymaking <laughs> in the darkest, coldest, and most dismal time of the year. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what would be the other one? Uh, to show that you care. Or to feel gratification that other yeah, people can. So that's his second one for charity. Yeah. And the final one. Uh, which the, kind of underpins it all. The money. No. The the Christianness. No. Um, Why would anyone do anything ever? Because they want to feel, feel good. Yeah, for fun. Oh, for fun. All oh, right. So that's the third. Oh, there's one. no twisted angle. No, there's no twisted like... angle. So light warmth, all that stuff. Yeah. Charity, mm-hmm. fun. Yep. And as Charles Dickens said in A Christmas Carol, there is nothing in the world so irresistibly contagious as laughter and good humour. <laughs> very Dickensian, man. Yeah. And also very topical. Very topical. The only thing more contagious is, is the mutant strain. The mutant strain of, of COVID. COVID nineteen. But, James, I'm going to blow your mind. Oh. For, I can't wait. Um, Christmas hasn't always existed. <gasps> throughout all of history Uh and in this episode of repeat until funny we're going to look at the changing traditions of history but also the kind of recurring traditions Mm -hmm. of history of of christmas Mm -hmm. and how over time some have stayed some have gone away and we might even bust a few myths (laughs) i can't wait with small segment from me yes um it's going to be on christmas in turkey obviously not in japan Japan. because that's all i know about have you got like a Funny title for it. Um, no. No. <laughs> Land of the Rising. Land of the Rising Christ. Fun. Fun. Land of the Rising Fun. Yeah. Let's start though by going back a very long way in time, going into 
ancient Rome. Ooh. Ancient Rome, they didn't have Christmas. Mm-hmm. They had something called Saturnalia. I've heard of that, I think. Have you heard of that? What, what have you heard about it? Um, I've heard that it's a festival mm-hmm. where the Romans yeah. often celebrated the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. No, it wasn't the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ, <laughs> unfortunately, James. But the clue is in the name. Yeah. So Christmas, Christmas. Christ Mass. Yeah. So yeah. it's about Christ. Who could Saturnalia be about? Saturn. And what's Saturn? A planet. A planet. And what, uh, what else do Romans name after planets? Gods. Gods, yeah. Yes. So Saturn was the Roman god of the harvest. Mm. Interesting, because again, as we said, those key reasons that Ronald Hutton identified, one of them was warmth in a time of darkness. Mm. So why would you celebrate a harvest in winter? Why do you celebrate the god of harvest in winter? So he'd come back. Yeah. yeah. Why is that so important? Oh, so they can have a bountiful harvest during the spring. Yeah. And obviously in winter you have no harvest. You've got no food. You've got no food. Frozen. Yeah. So there's lots of things that I've stolen. Not stolen. Different word. Different word. Cited. <laughs> uh, some information from Mary Beard. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. Mary Beard. Yeah. Mary Beard. Um, about Saturnalia. So she identified some of the... The things that are very similar between Saturnalia and a modern Christmas. One is a big dinner. Mm-hmm. Now, they didn't celebrate it on the 25th of December. It was slightly before. So on the 17th of December, they'd have a great banquet mm-hmm. um, where they would all sit around. But also the gods, they'd have like big statues. Of they'd the turn gods. up as well. They'd, they, 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 <laughs> they, they make an appearance. <laughs> they'd show their face. Saturn. <laughs> it would be a bit embarrassing if he doesn't turn up. Oh, that it? would be embarrassing. Saturday. Isn't is Saturn supposed to be coming <laughs> today? I mean, yeah, I mean, they were waiting like a surprise party. I bet he gets the invite through. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh my God. No, got to show my face, though. <laughs> got to show my gotta face. Got to show your face. It'd be rude, otherwise. So they have a big uh, banquet. Mm-hmm. It's a day of release for the statue of Saturn itself. So, and this is weird. This is what Mary Beard writes. She says, the woolen threads which bound the feet of the statue together were cut or loosened. The statue made out of wool or something? What's it made out? No, like it had like woolen things tied around its ankles. Oh, right, right. But then she says, don't ask me why, I haven't a clue. Like, no. there's no reason why they necessarily did that. But okay. That's a, that's one to, that's a puzzler. That's a puzzler. That's one for the audience. Yeah. Answer. The second thing they did, they gave presents. Yep. So, as we do today. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't. I don't. But everyone <laughs> else does. Um, so, for a whole week, they would give people presents. Oh. Week. And what they'd attach to them, they wouldn't attach, like, gift tags. They'd attach short verses Ooh. by um, a Roman poet. That's kind of weak. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be furious. <laughs> That's like giving someone, like, the gift of... A goat yeah. given to an African country. <laughs> like another mouth to feed. I've given you a poem from. A... Yeah, I've given you a poem. I've given the you the Iliad. Poem. Yeah. Oh, not the Iliad. Not again. Bloody Iliad. I've got five Iliads. <laughs> <laughs> Some original. Um, a next one is obviously time off for the workers. Mm-hmm. So a bit, you know, after a long hard year of working, you get a little bit of time off for Saturnalia. Yeah. And this is even the case for slaves. Oh, well, I was going to ask about that. Now, so the interesting happened with the slaves at Saturnalia. Mm. There was a bit of a reversal. What so do you the think? The masters started working for them. The masters would serve the slaves really? their food, oh, yeah. That's very interesting. Um, 
I'd be a bit annoyed if I was a slave. Why? Because <laughs> I, they're doing they're doing all this pomp and circumstance. Like, oh, here you go. Oh, this is so fun, isn't it? It's, I don't know how you do it. Do you think they would go? Oh, it's quite easy actually. Oh, I'm sure they do. <laughs> I don't know what you're moaning about. <laughs> Just hand over like a sandwich. The fourth thing, a bit like today. Do they also sleep in the hovels? No, 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 no. After they serve the dinner, yeah, then was, everything returns to the normal. The whip came straight back yeah. out. It just oh, totally back to normal. There's no, it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, do you think the slaves like the next day or the week mm. after Saturnalia? They got a bit uppity. Oh yeah, yeah, and they had to you know administer a check. Oh yeah, the masters had to administer some sort of like form. Or like maybe the masters on the day they spilt a bit of soup on the table and it was all fun and laughter at yeah. the time. The slave comes in, accidentally spills a bit of soup. Starts laughing. Maybe pats the master, the master on the back and goes, oh, it's a bit like how you did the other week. Excuse me? How do you dare to touch me again? <laughs> slave. I'll get satin on you. <laughs> so, fourth thing, it all got longer and longer. So, mm-hmm. a bit like today, the whole, you put your Christmas decorations up in... Earlier every year. Earlier right? every year. Um, <laughs> it's also got longer and longer during Saturnalia. Mm. So Augustus, the emperor, he tried to limit it to three days. He said, it's getting out of hand, let's just make it three days for Saturnalia. But it didn't have any long-term success and by the end of Augustus' reign, it was lasting for longer than a week. (laughs) (laughs) Because people just liked... Yeah, they liked doing nothing. The revelry. (laughs) And also, a final thing, which we'll come back to, Mm. there's a few Scrooge-like figures... (sighs) imagine um and some killjoys <laughs> like grinch-like figures grinch-like figures yeah mm. so catalus was the opposite he was a big fan he said it's the best of days mm-hmm. but lots of people were kind of moaning about the forced fun oh, and right. the everything having to shut down for a week and there's even like foddy duddies back in the roman time so seneca like, yeah. seneca said that um, he was moaning that you can't get any business done. Okay. Like, everything closes down. Yeah. Uh, Pliny, he, he would um, make a big show of going up to his attic to do his work. Okay. So he'd take himself away from all the festivity. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, but he doesn't want to be disturbed by any of the, the rowdiness. Obviously. Can I take a wild guess? <laughs> Were all these people really rich and for the rest, the, almost all of the year, all their work comprised of, like scribing a couple of tones yeah. and then getting the slaves to do the rest of the work. <laughs> well, it's interesting you mention the slaves because as we were talking about that kind of upstairs-downstairs divide... Mm, dynamic. That's flipping during Saturnalia. Mm-hmm. There's an account in... Patro- so, um, what's his face? I have to work in the basement. Yeah. yeah. Not the not attic. Not the attic. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> in Petronius's Satirica, mm-hmm. a slave steps out of line like later in the year and he's reminded it's not December anymore. Oh, like, right. you can't be doing that. He hung. <laughs> <laughs> That'll learn you. That'll get it. <laughs> so, really, Saturnalia, as a kind of pagan festival, mm. is the origin of our modern Christmas. Sounds like it, yeah. Makes sense, doesn't Makes it? Makes sense. Still got a god. God. Saturn. Saturn. Versus our god. Lord Jesus Christ. Our Lord Jesus Christ. Still got lots of the, the things that are fretting through it. The revelry. The revelry, the fun. The fun. But we... Gets earlier every year. But James, yeah. we haven't yet put the Christ 
from Christmas. And that's the most important part. So that's our next bit. That's our next bit, yeah. Uh, why is it called Christmas? Christ's Mass. Yeah. The Mass is a gathering of people. Christ yeah. is... Our Lord and Saviour. Our Lord and Saviour, Jesus yeah. Christ. So, but why, why 25th of December? You want me to say because Jesus was born on that day. Oh, do I want you to say that? Yeah, because he wasn't. Well, when was he born? He was born sometime in July. How do we know that? Let's pause you there, because we'll come back to that in a second. Mm -hmm. So as you say, Christmas, commemorating the birth of Jesus Christ, that's the idea. Mm -hmm. One of the most important days in the Christian calendar. Yeah. Not the most important. What is the most important? Easter. Easter. Traditionally. In the New Testament... It marks, like, Jesus' birth, obviously, is a gift from God. Mm. A quote from John 3.16. Oh, yes. Do you want to say it yourself, or should I? I mean, is that the 3.15? 3.16. 3.16 from John. his second book. It's John 3.16. John 3.16. He said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, <gasps> Jesus. So in Christian calendars... Only the festival of Easter is really of greater significance yep. than Christmas. Mm-hmm. However, it's probably the most popular, popular, popularly, popularly, <laughs> what, popularly, popularly. What does that word popularly. mean? Popularly, popularly, what, what? popularly. Put it in layman's terms. Like most popular. Uh, most popular, Pop- popularity. Observed occasion of the yes. church year. Mm-hmm. So we mentioned that. It's traditionally seen to commemorate Jesus' birth, twenty mm-hmm. fifth December. Mm-hmm. But the real date of his birth, as you rightly said, is unknown. Why did you say it's more likely to be in July? Let's let's have a look at the Bible story of Jesus' birth. Yeah. What happens? Uh, well, I can't do it word for word because it would take up too much time. Yeah. Is that John three seventy? John three seventy four. Yeah. Um, Matthew. What are some of the clues in the the What's it called? Bible. Oh, yeah, the Bible. No, not the <laughs> Bible. The Nativity. The Nativity. That suggests that it's not in winter. Um, they're all wearing breezy clothes. <laughs> breeze. Yeah, that, that, that is John 317. <laughs> and they all wore breezy clothes. Well, that, the, the, the sky was clear because the three wise men had yeah. to follow the star. Yeah. Um, of David. Yeah. Well, it wasn't the star of David, no, it was, was it? star <laughs> Um, they brought frankincense, myrrh, and gold. Yeah. And they brought in a camel. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> why is it? Why is it summer? Because of the the animals. The camel. No, like all the, the when they went, there was no room at the inn. Oh yeah, yeah. and they stayed in the stable. Yeah. There was like a cow, yeah, a pig, a sheep. and they wouldn't be there in winter. Oh, right, right. Why wouldn't they be there? It's in a stable. They'd been killed. Oh, yeah. It's dark. <laughs> <laughs> so the most frequent date that has been put forward for Jesus's real birth was March the twenty fifth. March the twenty fifth. Yeah, that's close to Easter. It is. Huh? But December the 25th was accepted by most Christian churches. However, modern scholars agree that this was largely arbitrary and for practical purposes. Mm. Why might the Christian authorities 
be likely to put it in December? Well, my answer to that question is twofold. Yes. <laughs> Give me the first fold. Uh, first fold is because, like you said, it just it distributes the holidays a bit better. Yeah. Like you don't want Easter immediately followed by yeah. or prior to Christmas because no one knows where Easter is. Yeah. Um, and Halloween that I'm sure they would be celebrating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it just distributes it. So you got like Father's Day, Mother's, yeah, Father's Day, Day, Mother's Day, yeah. uh, Valentine's Day. Yeah. Um, and the second reason would be to sort of annex the um, the pagan holiday because I can't imagine that they really like yeah. paganism. That so much. it's essentially to try and co-opt mm. the Saturnalia. What does co-opt mean? Like take as your own. Okay. And to try and diminish the the popularity of that by saying, oh, we're holding our own <laughs> festival actually at the same time. Yeah. And I've got. Blackjack. <laughs> <laughs> and mistletoe. And mistletoe everywhere. Yeah, so essentially they... Uh, Pope Gregory I mm-hmm. instructed Augustine of Canterbury um, to observe old customs, so the old customs of Saturnalia, mm-hmm. but to infuse them with this kind of Christian faith. Mm-hmm. For from obdurate minds, it is impossible to cut off everything at once. Mm-hmm. So it's a practical step. They recognise that they can't get rid of Saturnalia, which they hate because it's a pagan holiday. Yeah. But they can sort of sneakily insert their own ideas into it mm. to make sure that people aren't being pagan. They're being more Christian. And it was around 596, by the way. That's the years we're talking about. Yes. Just to, to date just, it. Just to solidify that. I'd hope our, well, the audience would be smart enough to sort of know that yeah. base fact. That's when it, well, they would know that that's when it comes into England. Yeah. Obviously, it happened earlier <laughs> in Rome. Yeah. So, Pope Julius I chose December the 25th. Oh, right, right, yeah. And that was them trying to absorb Saturnalia mm. and trying to remove it. So, that's in 274 AD. Yes. Yeah? Yep. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Right, we're going to do a Christmas. <laughs> Mistletoe. Yeah. What are, what's the idea of mistletoe? When you're underneath it, you kiss. Yeah. Yeah. Um, why? Um, because uh, it was before COVID and you could do something. <laughs> no, because... Now, when you're under yeah. mistletoe, you do an elbow. You do an elbow thing. Bump, yeah. But you lick the elbow. <laughs> it's more personal. Um, I don't know. It goes back to the Druids. Oh, right who regard it with reverence long before the Christian era. So it's, it's not a modern invention. Mm. Lots of people think it's a Victorian thing, mm. but it actually goes all the way back to pagan times. So the plant itself, mistletoe, was regarded as a symbol of future hope and peace. Mm-hmm. Because even in the middle of winter, it was like bright green and bright red. Mm-hmm. So it's seen as like existing even through these tough conditions. And the tradition was whenever enemies met under the mistletoe, they would drop their weapons and embrace. Oh, all right. That's quite nice. And they think that the modern practice of kissing under the mistletoe may have grown out of that practice. <laughs> Do you think two enemies, they, once they're under there, yeah. like, oh, it's the mistletoe, let's drop our weapons. Yeah, got to do it. Should we kiss? <laughs> Whoa. Well, hang on. I thought we just dropped our weapon. Yeah, I thought we just dropped our own in a heart. Well, I'm, I'm starting to hear... I'm hearing rumours. <laughs> this is so means we kiss. Yeah, when did that transition? I don't know. <laughs> a bold, bold, bold move. So that's putting the Christ into Christmas. That is putting the Christ into Christmas. 
let's just pepper a little bit of your Japanese. Aspect. Pepper some of my Japanese. Pepper some of your Japanese. Perfect. Perfect switch transition because yeah. I am going to talk about Christmas in Japan. In what era? In what? I've, well, I'm going to take on a bit of a roller coaster okay. ride for all the eras. Why don't you bring us up to the era that we're in here? What era are we in there? We're just about to get into like the 17th century. 17th century. Good. Okay. Right. So. What religion is or was Japan predominantly throughout the annals of history? Shinto Buddhist. Shinto Buddhist. And what is that? Buddhism. Yeah. Shinto Buddhism. Yeah. To be precise. <laughs> what do you mean, what is it? What sort of um, religion is it? Like, uh, I don't want to give you the word. Monorail. Mono... Monotheistic. Monotheistic. It's not monotheistic. It's not monotheistic. It, I didn't even think it had gods. No, it does. It has like spirit gods. And okay. you had the god of the sun that died and fell in the water okay. and became yeah. Honshu or some crap like that. Yeah. Um, but the key thing about it is because it was... Well, actually, first of all, let's talk about how Christianity came to Japan. Yeah. How did Christianity come to Japan? You should know this. Gunboat diplomacy? No. You should know this because I talked about it in my podcast. Did you? Yes. Well, it must have come from the West. Mm-hmm. So it must have come in around the 17th century. <laughs> You're close. 16th? 18th? No. It's, it's 1500s. Okay, how? The, what, was go, what was going on in Japan during the 1500s was obviously, deep the wave in the sea, the Sengoku Shidai. Yeah, obviously, yeah. yeah. Huge civil war issue, daimyo fighting over. We got Oda Nobunaga, Tokugawa Ieyasu, yeah. all the all the key players. Now, during this time, Portugal come over to Japan, landing um Nagasaki mm-hmm. as um, traders predominantly. Uh, and the one thing they trade the most that the Japanese want in this time is guns. Yeah, because everyone loves guns during a war. Yeah, uh, but unless you're under the mistletoe. Unless you're under the mistletoe, in which case they kissed yeah. and embraced and dropped the guns. And dropped the guns. What, when do they pick back up the weapons? Do they? <laughs> do they? Because they drop them and they hug and they go, what now? Because we're still enemies. It's like a Mexican stand. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so everyone's loving the guns, but the Portuguese go, well, you can have the guns, but we've got some missionaries as well, maybe... Start circling them around. But have you embraced the word? Have you embraced the word? Yeah. Yeah. So there's always a catch. Yeah. Um, How do you think a lot of Japan reacted to this? With? There there was an issue with this. And from the works of uh, Mark R. Mullins in his Handbook of Christianity in Japan, Mm. we see that um, the biggest issue the Japanese had was... Christianity being the only religion they could have. Yes. Because in uh, a collectivist society such as Japan at the time, they often were introduced to new religions like Taoism, uh, Chinese Buddhism, all the other miscellaneous. Jainism. Jainism. (laughs) Um, And they just sort of like took on the bits they wanted and rejected the bits they didn't. And it sort of became their own thing. Mm. Whereas Christianity is very much... They wanted an exclusive deal. Yeah, they, they wanted the deal. Yeah. They wanted just Christianity. So there was a lot of issues, the wars kept going on, blah, blah, blah. Until we hit a point where 
um, Christianity was the main religion in Japan for about uh, like about twenty years. Mm -hmm. uh, then the Tokugawa was one, and after that period, which is about sixteen forty, yeah, fourteen, sorry, sixteen fourteen. So when I said the seventeenth century, yeah, I was right. No, but it started in the 16th. Well, I was talking about That's the when end. Christianity started spreading. I was talking about the end. <laughs> no, Christianity started spreading. In, but this is where the, the roots start getting held in. Mm. After the 1640s, there was a huge period leading up to the 1800s of repression and like just killing them, like getting rid of them. The Christians. The Christians. Don't yeah. want Christians here. Yeah. They were called the Kirishitan, which is just Christian okay. in Japanese. Not an offensive name. No, Kirishitan. Yeah. Uh, so there was a huge sort of like section of martyrdom and like all of this. What the hell was I talking about? No idea. I have no idea. You've put me well, on let's, well, that's a good place for me yeah. to go back in and we'll <laughs> pepper you back in in a second. Because 17th century brings me to right where we're at now. Okay. So Christmas has been established. We've... Had Saturnalia, mm -hmm. that's been co-opted by Christians. Mm -hmm. The Christ is now in Christmas, thank God. Thank God. But Christmas is about to be cancelled. Oh, how? 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 How could that happen? How could Christmas <laughs> ever be cancelled? Yeah. Well, we're in the seventeenth century. In order to understand this, we've got to talk about religion. Okay. Because religion in the seventeenth century is a hot button topic, as it had been in the sixteenth century. Mm -hmm. In fact, it was the 16th century that a major change to the Christian faith happened. Do you know what that change is? Uh, the, the, other, the other one that isn't so, pro-Protestant. Pro yes. Yes. So up until the 16th century, Catholicism had been the dominant religion in the world, or mm -hmm. in the West particularly. Mm -hmm. um, but in all missions to try and quote-unquote civilise the world... Catholicism been the one that would like the guiding force. Yeah. And then, as you say, we have Protestantism. After Martin Luther King. nails what? King. No, Martin Luther. No, the original Martin Luther. <laughs> the OG. The OG Martin Luther. Nails his thesis. <laughs> not feces. Not feces. His thesis. Uh, to the door of the church. <laughs> Protestant. That's his state. That's his idea. Where does mm -hmm. the word Protestant come from? Protest. Protest. <laughs> so he is protesting against the Catholic Church, the Catholic yeah. faith, and proposing a new kind of Christianity, <gasps> what he would call a truer form of Christianity. But the Catholics did as well, though. What? The Catholic they called it a truer form as well, didn't they? Surely. What are the dangers of having, as the Catholics were, a power that had been in authority for so long? What's the problem for so, in general or for the Catholics? Well, in general and for the Catholics. Let's just say they had absolute power. Uh, well, people are going to get annoyed with you if you have absolute power. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. Okay. And because the Catholics have been in dominance for so long and because they were essentially in charge of governments, kings, kings swore allegiance to their faith mm -hmm. before their country in most cases, mm -hmm. the Catholic Church the Pope, basically had influence over all of Europe. Individual countries paid taxes to the Vatican to support the Pope. Yep. It was essentially like a transnational government, like mm. the EU. Yep. 
the Catholic Church had become incredibly corrupt. Uh-huh. It did things like um, indulgences, they were called. Yeah. Which is, if you had sinned, so let's say you'd stolen a loaf of bread. Yep. And what do they do in the Catholic Church when they've sinned? What's Hang you. No. Um, pro- what can you do? You can go to the you, church and you can... You give communion. What was it called? It's confession. Confession. Yeah. So yeah. you go into the church, you go into one of those little boxes and you say, go, forgive me, Father, I've sinned. And then you talk to the priest yeah. and they tell you some stuff. Yeah. And they tell you how you can be forgiven for your sins. Indulgences were documents provided by the Catholic Church that essentially freed you from your sin. But you wouldn't just get them, you'd have to pay for them. Mm-hmm. So you'd come in and you go, oh, I stole a loaf of bread, and then you get quoted a price. So they might say, £20, and we can get you indulgences. More expensive than a loaf of bread. Well, you st- you're going to hell otherwise. But is it more expensive than a loaf of bread? Yeah. Oh, right. Way more expensive. Why did... <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, but you're, you might you might have felt... But I don't think it would have been a loaf of bread. It would be more like killing someone. Oh, right, right. So without monetary value. Yeah. One of the seven deadly sins. Because if it was less expensive than a loaf of bread, I could yeah. have got a racket going Exactly. I'd have been living the dream. Money can be exchanged for goods and services. <laughs> um, so they come and they quote you... So you say, oh, I've killed my wife. They quote you and say, oh, well, that would be £200. But if you pay that, you're into heaven. Yeah. You can guarantee that. Mm. <laughs> and they were... The printing press, so Gutenberg's printing press, which came out around this time, one of its major uses was by the Catholic Church to print out these indulgences. Yeah. And obviously it's hideously corrupt. Oh, yeah. Hideously corrupt. Why would people not be able to call that out, that corruption? Because it's the Word of God. It's the Word of God. And what, well, is it the Word of God? Where does it say in the Bible that the Catholic Church can print out? Out sure hell free cards. They, I'm sure they printed out a couple of them themselves. No, they? they printed the Bible exactly as it was said, oh. but there was a catch. I don't know. It was in Latin. It was in Latin. So the whole Bible was in Latin. Church services were in Latin. Mm-hmm. So if you were a common person, no one knew what the hell was going. No on. No one knew the hell what was going on. <laughs> Churches were really brightly decorated, stained glass windows, loads mm-hmm. of different colours. The Bibles themselves have pictures, illustrations in them, so people can kind of look at it and be... Flick book Bible for the kids. Yeah. <laughs> they were loving it. And be wowed by it. They were wowed by this kind of multicoloured church. But they didn't understand a word of what was going on. Mm. So when a priest... If someone was to go, this whole indulgences thing, you know, selling people, get out hell free cards, that seems a bit dodgy. The priest can just hold up the Bible and go, well, look, it says it right here. It's right here, pal. <laughs> But because they can't read Latin, they don't understand. Yeah. Priests in the Catholic Church aren't allowed to marry because the whole idea is they're married to their faith. Yeah. They must remain celibate. They're seen as being better mm-hmm. than normal people. They're closer to God. Mm-hmm. What are going to be some of the protests that the Protestants have? Uh, they're probably going to get rid of the celibacy crap. Yeah, why? Why would they say that priests don't get any special... Uh, was Martin Luther a priest? Or like, yeah. yeah. Well, that's one reason. <laughs> if he's a priest, let's cut that that's right one, out. That's one reason, but the real, the real reason they would argue <laughs> is that priests are just normal people. They're just mm. normal people and they don't deserve any special privilege. Priests deserve to have uh, almost given a wife of their children. Yeah, any, any wife. <laughs> but they can get married. They, 
You know, they're just normal people. They have no special privileges. They're, they're merely a vessel for God to move yes. through. And their idea is the hierarchy. Mm-hmm. So what is a hierarchy? It is like the pecking order. Dominance hierarchy. Dominance hierarchy. The serotonin. serotonin. High serotonin. <laughs> so the person with the highest serotonin in the, in the Catholic Church is who? The Pope. Yes. So the Pope is like God's representative on earth. Mm. Below the Pope? The Pontiff. <laughs> you might you'd have a monarch maybe so a monarch yeah. of a state then you'd have things like uh bishops archbishops but well, archbishops above bishops um and the hierarchy will go down 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 priests all the way down to the normal person Pontiff. so they clear distinguishing marks mm. between the different individuals within the system protestants say no we don't need all of that nonsense yeah let's simplify yeah because Nowhere in the Bible does it mention a pope. Mm-hmm. So why have we got a pope? True. Nowhere does it mention bishops or archbishops. So why have we got bishops and archbishops? So mm. let's simplify. So in England, we have the Reformation under who? King Henry VIII. Henry VIII. Yes. Changes the system. That could be a whole podcast in itself. Wives. He wants to get divorced from Catherine of Aragon to marry Anne Boleyn. Yeah. Etc. 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 Changes the faith. Mm. But he changed it in a strange way. Because he really is a Catholic. Yeah. Like he's a poster boy for the Catholics. He loves the Catholics, but he just wants to get divorced. Mm-hmm. So what does Henry VIII do? Why, why would he not want to get rid of that hierarchy in its entirety? Because he's very high up in it. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't want to say, oh, we're all equal in God's no. eyes. No. Because he wants to be yeah, top of the, the king. Yeah. So what he essentially does is, appropriately for Henry VIII, he decapitates <laughs> the hierarchy. He gets rid of the Pope. Mm. and instead puts himself at the top. All right. Mm. So we don't have the influence of the Vatican anymore. We don't have the influence of the Pope. It is a bit like a kind of Brexit, but not really, (laughs) because they're embracing a new Protestant movement, which is European-wide. Yep. Henry's now the top, and we have the Church of England established, Mm -hmm. which is basically like a halfway house between real Protestantism and Catholicism. Mm. So you still have the monarch, you still have the hierarchy. What's the more extreme Protestants? Mormons. No. Uh, Mormons are much... Let's just say they're very pure individuals. Oh, um, Puritans. Puritans. Mm. Why are Puritans going to be unhappy with the Henrican religious settlement? Because it's not Protestinian. Protestinian. In what what particular elements are they going to be upset about? Um, The hierarchy is maintained yeah so there's still a hierarchy we still have lots of bits of it in latin mm-hmm. elizabeth does introduce an english prayer book mm-hmm. henry does as well but changes it back to latin because it changes his mind yeah so there's still all these obstacles to the ordinary person understanding the word of god mm-hmm. fast forward to 1642 yep a big thing happens in england what happened the armada that's 1588. Um, it's about religion. Yeah. Yeah. It's about the ordinary people rising against a monarch. Um, Ch- oh, Charles. Charles I. Yeah. So we have the English Civil War between 1642 and 1651. Yeah. The Roundheads versus the Cavaliers. Mm-hmm. Cavaliers supporters of Charles. Cavaliers sounds way better. Isn't it? Yeah. They want to be part of the Roundheads. Round Do you know why they were called Roundheads? Because of their hats. No. They don't have wigs. 
Yeah, well, it was to do with their hair. Yeah. So the Cavaliers had those big, flowing, yeah. curly hair. Big, flowing locks, yeah. riding on a steed. Whereas the Roundheads, <laughs> because they were Puritans and because they wanted to keep everything as simple and basic as possible, mm. they were like, we don't need any of that fancy stuff. Yeah. So we're just going to cut our hair short, mm-hmm. really short, and have a round head <laughs> and keep it very basic. Yeah. And who was the leader of the Roundheads? What's an old man. Yeah. Um... Oliver Cromwell. Oliver Cromwell. Yes. Tell us the Watson All story. Um, he was getting a painting done of himself, yeah. on me, and um, I'd, this is how I think of it. The guy finished and turned it around. He went, "What the hell is that?" And he went, yeah. "Well, this is you." It's like it doesn't look anything like me. It's like this was like a really pretty uh, painting of him. And he said, "I want it done again, Watson All." Yes. So traditionally, those portraits have been romanticized, like Henry the Eighth. Yeah. Made him look like. <laughs> Powerful. Not, yeah, powerful. But in fact, he was an absolutely morbidly obese. <laughs> yeah. Like his... But he fell off his horse mm. and damaged his legs so badly that there were open sores <sighs> on the legs. And the oh. doctors kept trying to... Basically kept making them worse. Yeah. And a courtier reported that in his final years, you could smell Henry two rooms away. Oh. Because his legs were so... Rotten. That is hideous. But in the painting... Yeah, he's powerful, powerful standing up. broad shoulders. <laughs> his legs, like, he's, he looks like he's got the legs of Jack Grealish. <laughs> An Adonis. Yeah, like, it, it's ridiculous. Yeah. But Cromwell has that done, and he said, no, I want it painted warts and all, yeah. which tells you a little bit about him as a person. Yeah. He also said, this was about his soldiers, he said, I had rather have a plain, russet-coated captain that knows what he fights for and loves what he knows than that which you call a gentleman and is nothing else. Ah. So he's chopping down the hierarchy. Sounds like a good lad. An MP said, well, when we get to Ireland, that's <laughs> not so nice. Oh, maybe I should keep my mouth So his shut. invasion of Ireland, why mm. would he invade Ireland? Why would he hate Ireland so much? Catholic. Catholic. Yeah. There were reports that his soldiers would kill children mm. and then use children as shields. Ooh. Because they take back my previous state. (laughs) You're bigging up Cromwell. So Cromwell wins, and the Roundheads win the English Civil War in 1651. Yeah. And does he become king? No. What does he become? Prime Minister. No. Damn it. Lord Protectorate. Lord Protectorate. Or Lord Protector is what he is. It's the Protectorate (laughs) of Cromwell. Yes. Which is him saying, we don't need a king. Yeah. But we need the vice chancellor. Yeah, we need charge. a king by another name. <laughs> <laughs> so, why would he want to? What would he think about Christmas? He, he wouldn't like it. Why He'd not? That's it. decadent. Yeah, yeah. Decad- wrong. What do you mean? His, his birthday wasn't on the. 25th. Doesn't match up to the yeah. Bible. Yeah, and they are. They want to go by the word of the Bible. Mm. I've always said that the Catholics are like meat eaters. The Protestants, like the Church of England guys, they're yeah. like vegetarians. Yeah. And the Puritans are... Vegan. Vegans. Yeah. They're the extreme. They're the extreme. They want it to be as ethical and on the line as possible. And about as fun as vegans yeah. as well. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> so throughout the medieval period, Christmas Day had been getting like bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. Heavy drinking, 12 days of Christmas, sports, games, Bone, yeah. eating. Mm. Um... But they, by the 17th century, so by Cromwell's time, and Cromwell doesn't invent this hatred of Christmas, lots of firm Protestants and Puritans are seeing it as 
basically Catholicism mm-hmm. surviving. Yeah. So they Catholic thing, as you said, Chris Mass. Mass is a Catholic mm-hmm. tradition that was outlawed by the Protestants. So in on June sixteen forty seven, Parliament passed an ordinance that abolished Christmas Day as a feast and a holiday. Oh right, right. Get rid of it. Yeah. And Scotland, which was even more Protestant or had been Protestant for a long time, had abolished Christmas in the 1560s. And it didn't actually really come back for a long time. That's why they have Hogmanay rather than Christmas. The Puritans thought, as you said, that Christmas was decadent. And they passed an ordinance in 1643, so during the Civil War, um, that encouraged subjects to treat the midwinter period with more solemn humiliation. <laughs> what? Because it may call to remembrance our sins and the sins of our forefathers who have turned this feast, pretending the memory of Christ, into an extreme forgetfulness of him by giving liberty to carnal and sensual delight. <laughs> I say, I'm first person to guess it on my party. <laughs> right. They do not like parties. They do not like parties. They like sin. Well, they don't like sin. They, well, like, they like it. Being repentant of sins. <laughs> They would commit a sin just to be repentant. A bit holier than thou, <laughs> some might say. That stays on the statute books for quite a while, the banning of Christmas. How do you think people respond to it? I bet they loved it. <laughs> All over. Oh, there. great. Bang Christmas. Thank God. Love it. That's the end of the banquet, end of the <laughs> drinking. Can finally breathe. They hate so it. So unsurprisingly, it was deeply, deeply unpopular mm. and very difficult to enforce. Yeah. And lots of people broke it all the time. Yeah. When... Mm-hmm. Sorry? Relevant. Oh, topical. Ooh, topical. Well, Boris Johnson is only the second English monarch, well, not English monarch, English <laughs> leader to cancel Christmas. To ban Christmas. Yeah, Cromwell put them in tier four. <laughs> <laughs> We're a bit hypocritical when he doesn't like hierarchy. That's true, but, yeah. So after Cromwell dies, his son takes over for a little bit, but it's pretty terrible. Yeah. So everyone's like, let's bring back the king. The king. So they bring More back... fun in it. <laughs> they, take, they don't bring back Charles I because Charles I got beheaded mm. at the end of the Civil War. That'd be weird. Yeah. <laughs> beheaded king. That's a real kick in the teeth. If you're Cromwell's son. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you know. I'll tell you what. I think... I'm hearing a lot of buzz. Hearing a lot of buzz. And it's not Charles just the flies, I. but <laughs> Charles I, I think we should bring him back. Bring but he hasn't got back. a head. <laughs> he can't do anything. So Charles II, his son, returns to power in mm. 1660. And one of his first acts was to repeal anti-Christmas legislation. Yep. And he was called the Merry Monarch. The Merry Monarch. Yeah. Because he restored it's, it's a, Christmas. Like, it's not a tough act to follow, though, is it? No. Like, yeah, you can't really mess that up. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's an open goal, yeah. isn't it? Like, this guy banned Christmas. He's all about repenting for your sins. All about misery. Yeah. Yeah. All about misery. No fun, no doubt. drinking. Use kids as shields. In <laughs> Charles comes in. Okay, first things first, let's get Christmas back. And he's already like top yeah, five yeah. monarchs in the world. Maybe don't use children's shields. <laughs> yeah, next time. <laughs> just just, uh, just for FYI. Yeah, where was the HR, HR PR, PR team on that? On Cromwell. On Cromwell. But that's the thing, Cromwell did not care about Warts and all. Like yeah. this hideous goblin of a man. <laughs> I mean, he did Christmas. have a lot of popular support, hence why they won. Like, to kill a king is not... An easy thing to do. Tell the French. That's true. But they did it after us. That's, yeah, that's true. We set the way. Follow him. 
Yeah. Copycats. Copycats. <laughs> but to, yeah, to, he had a lot of popular support mm. because the Catholic Church and the King, because the King was considered to be Catholic, Charles I. That was one of the main problems with him. Oh, right, right, right. He was considered to be over mighty in the sense that he wouldn't listen to Parliament. Mm. Parliament would tell him stuff and he, he asserted his divine right of King. Divine dominance. Yeah, his dominance. So God, pi- put his back straight. There is a picture of him on atop a white horse. <laughs> And he just was like, yeah, I'm not listening to Parliament. I'm the king. I don't have to listen to you. Yep. So Christmas is back in the 1660s. But let's pepper in some Japanese. Let's pepper in some Japanese. What, in 1660s? Yeah. I can go a bit further. Yeah, I I need to... Well, I can say... Hold the pepper. Hold the pepper. We'll give you... Just get... I'll just... Because nothing really happens. We're in the the period of um, isolation in Japan. Yeah. Whole period. Was there? Do you, do you even mention Christmas? No. Oh. It doesn't really, it doesn't really happen. Did like, they have a, like a Buddhist equivalent? Um, well, they have the New Year, the Japanese New okay. Year. Okay. Which is um, every year in January. Yeah. Um, everyone sort of like goes out and they don't, they don't party it up. There might be a few parties mm. in the modern day, but there's like time of sort of sombre... Reflection. Reflection. Yeah. And you tie little, little notes and make promises and all that. Um, but basically, whole period of martyrdom um, during the isolation from the 1600s... Martyrdom? To 1800s. Yeah, because loads of Christians are getting killed. Oh, I see. What's one thing you do with that? It's very... It, it speaks echoes of um, that Roman time when they were killing all Christians. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like that. So they were becoming martyrs. And that's another key difference between Protestants mm. and the Catholics. And they actually called Tokugawa Grinchu. Because <laughs> <laughs> he ruined Christmas. I, I really looked it up and I couldn't find that much on Christmas. It, I'll tell you when it does happen, and it happens later on. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So you can pepper that in. I'll pepper that then. in when you get to closer to the modern day. Yeah. Talking about saints, Protestants hate saints. Yep. Catholics love saints because mm-hmm. saints are kind of like normal humans that have been given kind of divine status and Protestants say that's a stupid thing to do it's yep. not in the Bible there's nothing to prove that yeah so Saint Nick yeah topical mm, topical we're now into Victorian Christmas which is when Christmas really gets kind of supercharged <laughs> goes to the next level it's Christmas on crack yeah <laughs> crackers crackers Christmas on crackers <laughs> So there's lots of new Christmas traditions introduced in the 17th, 18th and 19th century, mm-hmm. including things like the Christmas tree. Yep. Where do a lot of these traditions come from? What country? Japan. Not Japan. <laughs> um, America? Think about the monarchy at this time in England. Germany. Yes. Yeah. So now you have the Hanoverian era. <laughs> yep. With a number, a succession of German monarchs and thus bringing in lots of traditions from Germany, such as the Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. Obviously, these slowly spread around other parts of Western Europe, but it's supercharged in England in the 1840s by Prince Albert, mm-hmm. who's obviously Queen Victoria's husband yep. and a German consort. And brother? Cousin. That's if she's brother. I don't know. Many a brother. <laughs> I suppose it. So we're going to focus on. Let's focus on Charles Dickens first. Yeah. Dickensian. Dickensian. That's deep. Let's 
try to go into Dickensian yeah. war. Dickensian is just an excellent word, which it sounds much more clever than it yeah. is. It just means referring to Dickens. Yeah, things but, about Dickens. But if you say Dickensian... <laughs> how can Charles Dickens be credited with the invention of Christmas? Uh, all of his stories. What story in particular? A Christmas Carol. A Christmas Carol. A Christmas Carol, yeah. yeah. So that was written in 1843, which combines with something we're also going to look at, which is the first Christmas cards. Mm-hmm. The reality, and this is another Chris myth, <laughs> the reality is that Charles Dickens didn't really invent the idea of modern Christmas. Okay. You'd be surprised here. I would be surprised here. Um, there's lots of predecessors. So uh, there's a book called The Book of Christmas in 1836 by Robert Harvey. Okay. Clement Clark Moore's a Visit from St. Nicholas, a poem, which is the one that starts Twas the Night Before Christmas. Oh. Uh, that predates Christmas Carol again by two decades. But Dickens does have a massive impact with a Christmas Carol, hmm. particularly in urban areas. Yeah. So Christmas was considered to be a rural idea. Mm. But in the Victorian era, we see big urban hubs emerging. Most people move to the cities. Yeah. There's a flip. People before the Victorian era, before the Industrial Revolution, mostly lived in the countryside. By the end of it, they overwhelmingly live in the city. Mm-hmm. And the question is, will the traditions of Christmas survive in the city? Yeah. And for a Christmas carol, they do. What happens in a Christmas carol? Um, Scrooge. Yeah. Ebenezer Scrooge. Ebenezer Scrooge. Yeah. Is really horrible to Tiny Tim. Yeah. On the Christmas. Isn't it Bob Cratchit? Is it Bob Cratchit? Bob Cratchit's Tiny Tim's dad. Oh, yeah, Bob Cratchit. Bob Cratchit works for Scrooge. Yeah, Tiny Tim's dad. Yeah. Um, Kermit. Then Kermit the Frog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With Gonzo. Yeah. Um, well, basically, he's really horrible and didn't care about Christmas, uh, bar humbug. Yeah. Um, and then during the night, he has a calling of three Christmas spectres. Yeah. Oh, what are they? Ghosts of Christmas... Past, present, and future. Future. Yeah. What and is the, kind of the theme? What What do you think Dickens was trying to say to his Victorian audience? He was trying to say, "Be nice to frogs." Be nice to frogs. Yeah. yeah. Especially disabled. <laughs> disabled little, frogs. little frog. Yeah. Um, he's trying to say. Um, well, it's a time of giving and cheer. Maybe put behind the ideas of business and like. Um. What does Scrooge do? Why why doesn't Scrooge give money to charity and why is he so bar humbug and it was Dickens that wrote it. Yeah. Not Roald Dahl, I was gonna. <laughs> <laughs> um Cut that out. Cut that out. Uh Because he's a businessman. Yeah. Put him anywhere on God's green earth. But he's not a business like if you think about a businessman, they they buy a big mansion. They've got loads of fancy stuff. Scrooge lives in a really small house. He doesn't light the fire because he doesn't want to waste the wood. Oh, he's, a, he's a tight git. Miser. Miser. Yeah. <laughs> he, doesn't, he likes to look after the pennies. Yeah, pounds look after themselves. So he is more concerned with kind of material, well, not necessarily material, but more concerned with money than he is with actual people mm. and helping people out. Yeah. Why would that be such a important critique in Victorian era because no one had any money yeah, well yeah that money is being intensely concentrated at the top end of society yeah like the factory owners and the 
upper class. The fat cats. The fat cats, yeah. yeah. And the working class is suffering. So many people have seen this as kind of like a criticism of capitalism. Oh. It is before the Communist Manifesto. So it predates kind of Marx and Engels. Mm. But I think you're right in saying that do you like how I said, I think you're right in saying that, to make you think yeah, that you've also fed into all of that <laughs> considerations yeah. of Marxism. But right in saying that, really, it's just more, let's be nice to each other. Mm. It's not as radical as saying, let's overthrow the whole system. Yeah. Let's just have a little bit more empathy mm. and happiness in that system. So Dickens does not invent Christmas. No. But he has a role in making it popular. Yes. In highlighting some of the, the big changes so kind of gathering round the tree and yeah. presents. And not, and... not a bit of uh, the Dickens one is about Christianity, is it? No. Yeah. Well, but they do sort of mention, like, good cheer and... Yeah, but good cheer isn't a Christian, is it? What, how, how does it end? Doesn't it's say? nailed to a cross. Scrooge is nailed to a cross. <laughs> God bless you. God bless you all. God bless us, everyone. Yeah, God bless us. So it does have yeah, But that's not Chris, Christian, is it? It is a bit. Not when I say for God's sake. No, but that was definitely God bless us all. That definitely. God bless us everyone. Another Christmas. Mm-hmm. So that was a Christmas. Let's have two Christmas. <laughs> Father Christmas. Yeah. What's this? Is quite disappointing actually. I must preface. <laughs> What's the typical Christmas about Father Christmas? Coca Cola made him red. Yeah, Coca Cola made him red. Uh, that's not true. That's not true. That's basically yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> um. His image is a kind of jolly old man with a white beard, thought mm. to be based on St. Nicholas, which can be traced back to about 350 AD. So that's a really old yeah. image. Somewhere along the way, he kind of got mashed together with lots of other characters like um, Chris Kringle. Who the hell's Chris Kringle? Chris Kringle is like a German. Oh, right. Sort of kind of folklorish. Krampus. Yeah. Kr- what? Who is Krampus? You know who Krampus is. Yeah, he's like the anti. Yeah. Father Christmas. Anti Father Christmas. Yeah. So he punishes all the kids yeah. that have been naughty. So in Germany, it's it, well here. Here it's like they get coal in yeah. their stocking. In Germany, they get murdered. <laughs> <laughs> That's Germany for you. That's Germany. <laughs> They'd probably vote for him. <laughs> the magazine Harper's Weekly. Uh, Published what's thought to be the first illustration depicting a modern Father Christmas in 1860. Okay. What colour? Red. Not red. Green. Yes. Green robes associated with like the green man of legend. <gasps> Coming out of the woods. Jolly green giant. Yeah. Um, the, like you said, the often thing that Coca-Cola invented, the Santa we know today, um, for the, the livery of <laughs> red Coca-Cola branding... Mm. That is true to a certain extent. It did debut ads with Father Christmas enjoying a Coke in 1931, but he had been seen in red once or twice before that. Mm. So Coca-Cola did not invent Father Christmas wearing red. Yeah. Bit of disappointment, bit of a downer. Bit of a downer. Yeah. But, I mean, it still was important, isn't it? It would have been better if it was like, oh, it was Dr Pepper. Yeah, it's Dr Pepper. Then. So we've had two Christmas. Mm-hmm. Of... of Pepper in some Japanese. Pepper in some We've Japanese. surely come up to a Japanese yeah, yeah. juncture here. So Christianity comes back in the Meiji Restoration. Mm-hmm. Why? Why? Yeah. Because it's Japan reaching out to the wider world. Modernisation. Modernisation in Japan. Yeah. Modernisation in English, like in the English language, basically just means westernisation. Yeah. So Japan becomes more western. 
Um, and they adopt Christianity. Date, can you put a date on the Meiji restoration? Yep. Uh, or a century? 18... Mid-1800s. Okay, so 19th century, same time as Victorian. Yes. Okay. Um, so, Meiji restoration happens, people stop becoming Christian, but there's still Shinto Buddhism mm -hmm. in there. Uh, what happens in the middle, well, the late early 20th century? The late early 20th century? Yeah. But World War One. World War Two. Well, World War Two. Japanese lose. Then what happens? Americanization. Why? Well, because America essentially decimated Japan. Uh -huh. And one of the conditions was you can keep your emperor, but we have a huge say in your constitutional it, affairs. Yes. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and also in your markets. Yes. So there was a period of occupation. Yeah. In which um, not only were were the Americans basically in charge of, as you say, the Japanese markets and like... Um, political. Political sphere. Uh, but they also, they were there, they were present. Yeah. And they were, there was huge censorship. So anything that was negative to the West or positive to Japanese past, more importantly was censored. And a huge part of Japanese past was Buddhism, Shinto yeah. Buddhism. They loved that. So I didn't want the sort of like the uh, no, the good bits of Japanese past to come through, mm. which meant they replaced it with sort of the new Christianity, which means Christmas started becoming a thing. Because um, the Americans started celebrating Christmas because they were such a huge part of it. Japan was coming westernised, they started celebrating Christmas yeah. as well. Also baseball. Did they introduce and baseball? And baseball. Yeah. Japanese people love baseball. Turn yeah. into football now, they love football. Importantly, it is predominantly a uh, consumerist Christmas. Because mm -hmm. it hasn't got the... Religious, the, the religious underpinnings. Depth. Yeah, the religious underpinnings of... Um, the West. Yeah. And, you already know this... This is supposed to be the big kicker. Oh, I'll pretend I don't. Okay. Uh, and the big thing that shows how much the um, uh, consumerism plays in Japanese society is this. What do the Japanese people eat on Christmas Day? Well, surely a turkey, roast potatoes, uh, sprouts, <laughs> uh, Yorkshire puddings. No, I haven't, sorry, that. I haven't finished. <laughs> um, gravy, Christmas pudding. Um, sorry, what? Are you telling me they don't eat that? I'm telling you they don't eat that. Okay. The thing that they eat on Christmas Day is KFC. 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 Kentucky Fried Chicken. Not I'm even sure Kentucky you're a ghost. Turkey. <laughs> um, well, that this is a the thing. They have a turkey menu. You have to pre-order uh, it. It costs seventy quid. Um, pre-order it months in advance. And you can pick up your premium turkey. So they, do they pick it up or do they go as a family out to KFC and pick, sit there? No, they take it back home. Take it home. It's a takeaway. And they, um, a bit of genius marketing mm. that the uh, KFC people did is that Colonel Sanders, yeah. stick him in a hat and red clothing. Yeah. He's for Christmas. 
Oh, you know, yeah, that's genius. That's very clever. He popped up. But is that where it? So why? Where does this come from? Where does the trend of going to KFC come from? Because um, why not McDonald's, Burger King, Subway? Because the during the American occupation, when the Americans celebrated Christmas, they had turkey, Mm -hmm. and like, well, they spoke of having turkey, and because turkey isn't used a lot in Japanese cuisine, yeah, uh, and isn't like a prevalent thing. Uh, because the Americans also brought over KFC, and yeah. you just go, oh, we'll have a KFC. And, like, it's chicken, it's basically turkey, and it just all... Well, it is. And it all came off from there. So it's all purely, like, consumerist. But they they give each other presents. They give each other... They do the whole... They do what we do on Christmas. Christmas tree. Yeah, Christmas tree, give each other presents, uh, have a couple of drinks and merriments, but they don't care. It's they, like, don't, they don't care about it on a religious No, level. it's just a fun little holiday. It's like, um, do we have an equivalent? It's like if we celebrate, um, Halloween. Mm. Like, we do Halloween here, but it's got no real significance like yeah. in America. But, um, yeah, so Christmas in Japan is, uh, and this is telling of what Christmas has become, the exact same as Christmas here. But not the exact same. It's basically the exact same. But with some difficulty. What do we do on Christmas? Well, like we said, there's some carol singing. So what do we do? The religious underpinnings. Me and you. Well, I observe social distancing rules. Oh, so do I. Yeah. Uh, it'll be it'll be nice to embrace you. However, we do have that this Perf- plane of glass. In Perfect between screen us. in between yeah. us. Yeah. Which is very unfortunate. Yeah. And we're also doing this via Zoom call Obviously. with the glass. Yeah. With well. the and I'm wearing a mask. Yeah. <laughs> and a visor. James, can I talk to you about Christmas cards? I would love you to. So. Christmas cards. I'll just wait for you to get off your phone. Sorry. <laughs> Christmas cards were really made possible by the penny post. In postage eight, stamps. Postage stamps. Yeah. Wow. Why would that make it easier? Uh, you can send post for a cheap price. For a cheap price for an affordable price to the regular person. So mm-hmm. in eighteen thirty-nine, so it's called the penny post is introduced. In England, which means you can buy a stamp for a penny and it can be sent anywhere in the UK. Yep. The first Christmas card was commercially produced by Sir Henry Cole in 1843. But really, it wasn't until the 1870s and the introduction of the half penny stamp that sending cards were affordable to almost everyone. And then Victorians leapt upon the ideas. What to you is a Christmas card? What? kind of things would you have on or in a Christmas card? Uh, again, my answer is twofold. Yes. Fold it's, one. Fold one is either something ridiculously soppy. Yeah. Like a poem with like a bunch of stars around it. Yeah. Maybe like it's either something religious or a Christmas tree on front. And it's like, um, you know, I've waited so long to see you again, but duh, 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 I'll do it with a pen. <laughs> so a poem as well. So a poem. I'm going to show you some Victorian. Excuse me. Oh, sorry. That was only one fold. Oh, oh yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Fold one. Uh, second fold is a joke. It's like Santa showing his ass or something. Okay. That's on a Christmas. Well, don't card. be worried. There's not. There's not going to be any Santa showing his ass on Victorian Christmas cards because yeah. I'm going to show you a selection of Victorian Christmas cards. Oh, okay. So there's the first one. Oh, that one's great. So I love that it, one. Describe what this scene is. It's a family of. Robins. Robins, it looks like, yeah. Yeah. Um, dressed up in... Uh, dressed up in penny farthings. Victorian garb. Yeah. Um, 
walking, two kids in a pram, uh, church in the background. The, the male Robin is smoking. A smoking He's got a hat on. Yeah. It's very um, Dickensian. Very Dickensian. Well, except there's a bird. So that says, wishing you a happy Christmas. That's quite a normal yeah, that's card. Quite nice that's quite one, nice. Yeah. Let's have a look at the next one. That's insane. So that's a Christmas card. <laughs> so just explain what's going on in this That's insanity. Card. Yeah. Um, so it's a mouse. Yeah. Uh, holding a piece of paper, riding a lobster. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anything that t would tell you that's to do with Christmas? Um, no. No. Nothing there. Even the words are insane. So we've got a mouse riding a lobster, holding a piece of paper. Yeah. Next one. Oh, God. That's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dead robin. Yeah, and it's so it's a dead robin lying on its back. May yours be a joyful Christmas. <laughs> that's, that's horrible. <laughs> Who would send that? Is that a joke? Next one. Um, <laughs> I like this one. Uh, what does that say? The compliments of the season. season. It's a dog getting painted by a monkey. So yeah, a dog is like posing on top of a stool and a monkey is just looking around its canvas mm. trying to What's capture. that other monkey doing? And yeah, there's another monkey on the side, but I'm not quite sure I mean, what that I one's doing. Know what he's doing. How about this one? Oh, bloody hell. <laughs> I do like that one. <laughs> um, a Merry Christmas to you. Yeah. For you. For, for you? To, to you. you? To you. Um, and it's a frog that's just murdered another frog and has run off with his money. Yeah, frog laying <laughs> on its back with a dagger in its heart, bleeding onto the floor, while another frog runs off with a bag of money. A rather... Rather... Naughtily dressed frog. Yeah. What are you saying? Like, um. Raffishly. Ravishly. Raffish. Raffish. What does raffish mean? Just how that frog is dressed. <laughs> Brilliant. Describe that. For <laughs> me, so, some strange images. Yeah. Why? You were saying that, oh, you're expecting kind of Christmas scenes. So, on Christmas cards today, we see Father Christmas or yeah. that girl from Frozen or <laughs> something like that it just says Merry Christmas or a joke or a joke often centred around Father Christmas or presents or a tree mm -hmm. why do you think in Victorian era these cards are so odd why have we got a mouse on a lobster or a, a dead robin uh, see I thought the dead robin and the uh, maybe all of them even the mouse and the lobster I thought they were jokes it's like here's your mm. Christmas card it's a fucking mouse and a lobster yeah so that doesn't mean anything. So Stephanie Boydell, Boydell, who's the who's the curator of special oh. collections at Manchester Metropolitan mm. University. Oh, that's not making too simple. I think the audience knows who. <laughs> I know. Are. Sorry, sorry to Stephanie Boydell. <laughs> she needs no introduction. Needs really. no introduction. She says that they're only odd to our eyes because, as you said, the Victorians had a different idea to what Christmas was about. It wasn't particularly Christian, mm. but rather a time of good humour. So we may find a mouse riding a lobster strange, but for them, they just found it funny. They just found it like, oh, that's an interesting little image. funny. Which is quite interesting because <coughs> now we live in a far less Christian country, mm -hmm. yet our Christmas cards and the kind of regalia that goes with Christmas yeah. is far more Christian. That's true. Whereas in the Victorian era, it's much more about, oh, a joke, a bit of fun, having a laugh. Yeah. Is it because um, of the society, societal change? Because we are now com almost completely secular. And mm. I think many people are overtly religious. Yeah. Uh, we sort of have that sort of like hark back to 
I remember when the yeah. religious was fun and everything. Definitely, and I think. Well, in a Victorian world where religion is spreads it, through it yeah. every day, almost it's like we don't need to show it, and we obviously need to nest the modern Christmas mm. in the twigs <laughs> of consumerism, <laughs> because say like Father Christmas. That has gone from being, you know, Saint Nicholas, some sort of a religious saint mm. who delivers presents or makes a judgment based on how you've been for the year into a massive commercial industry. Yes. That sells things. Mm. And things sell on the basis of... It's all about Christmas. the deals and the dollars. All about the deals and the dollars. Yeah. Before we finish, obviously we've got a quick quiz. Yep. Don't worry, I'll just show you a final card. <laughs> That's my favourite one. So describe that one. <laughs> it's um. It says, "May your mer- Christmas be merry." In the bottom left, and it's a frog and a bug. Looks like a what's that bug called? It's like a it's a beetle with two yeah. big pincers in yeah, its yeah. head. I don't know what that's called. It looks they look funny, and they're dancing to another bug playing a tambourine. Yeah, and it's um. They're just they're just having some merriment. And it just says, "May Christmas be merry." But again, it's not a. Snowy scene. There's nothing that gives There's that nothing away there that screams Christmas. To do with Christmas. It's just a frog and a bug laughing. Oh, the, but the frog would eat the bug usually. That's true. Yeah. So under the mistletoe. Under the yeah, under the mistletoe, the frog and the bug drop their weapons. <laughs> drop their weapons and, and they dance. And they dance at night away. Maybe not kiss because no, it's got those pincers. <laughs> quite painful. How about a reflection on where's where is Christmas going? Where's Christmas going in Japan? Well, in the world. In that's, the world. Um, the West. The West. slowly steered you away. <laughs> um, Having a look at the trends that we've seen today, so we've seen that Christmas can, can be cancelled and has been cancelled before, mm. but people didn't stand for it. We've seen that even before the naming of Christmas as Christmas, we had winter holidays and... In all of them, Saturnalia up to Christmas, the number of days that have been celebrated again longer and longer and longer. Do you think that would just continue? No, because I I I feel that Christmas has definitely um reached a breaking point. <laughs> I feel like it's backed off a bit. You know, in what way? I feel like um like it used to be the whole almost the whole of the month was. Solely revolving around yeah. Christmas, and um, everyone it might just be because I'm getting old and bitter, or could it be just this very strange year? It's not a very strange year, <laughs> it's um, yeah, because the revelry definitely seemed to have taken a step back. Um, not on Christmas Day, in there, but it, it's just become more commercial, surely. What in surely. your lifetime, yeah, do you think, yeah, in what way? I mean, just uh, what's the right answer then? Well, the right answer <laughs> is <laughs> well. I don't know. I don't think. I think there will always be a winter celebration. Yeah. Whether it will always be called Christmas or not, yeah. it's up for debate. But you've seen the the backlash that has been had this year to the government kind of scaling down Banning Christmas. Christmas plans. Yeah. There goes Christmas. And it's not so much about people want to celebrate the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ, which, as we know, wasn't it? Yeah. Christmas. Yeah, Christmas. Didn't actually Christmas. happen on that day. Yeah. But people just want to 
as we said right at the beginning, linking it all back, it depends on certain basic human needs. Light, warmth, greenery and merrymaking mm-hmm. in winter. Mm-hmm. Charity, mm-hmm. fun. Yes. And once you've got those things, God bless <laughs> everyone. Everyone. God bless us, everyone. Everyone. And there's nothing in the world so irresistibly contagious as laughter and good humour. Quick Sickening. quiz. Quick quiz to finish off. Yep. Question one. What custom was... Or what relationship was flipped during Saturnalia dinners? What relationship? Oh, the slaves and the... Um, so what happened? The owners... Not owners. Masters. The masters... Serve the slaves for their food. Yes. Yes. Question two. Why do scholars doubt that Jesus was born on the 25th December? Because the animals in the barn. Yes. And what day did they say it was most likely to be? Or what area of the year? March. Yeah. Yeah. Question three. Who was called the Merry Monarch and why? Charles II because he brought back Christmas after one of the Cromwell. Yes. Question... you've got... These are easy. I'm well, firing it's off the bat it's here. A Christmas cracker. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll give you a hard one then. I'll, I'll mix it up. Uh, when you'll never get this, so that's good. Go on. When was? I mean, I can't even get it. When was the penny post introduced? Eighteen. Yeah, that's good. Can I get the decade? And then we'll say I'll get it right. Okay, yeah, you get a decade. You won't get it right, though. 1840. 1839. Oh! God. And why was that significant? Um, because it enabled everyone to um, post things. Why did it enable people to post because, things? Because it was cheap. Cheaper. But what was the real big changer? The half penny. The half penny. And when was that introduced? 1843. No. 1870s. But that's good. Good effort. Yeah. Uh, question five. Oh, that's too easy. Hmm. Oh, I'll just, I'll just do it. Question five. Why were Victorian Christmas cards so weird? Because it, uh, because it was, wasn't seen as a particularly Christian holiday and more just sort of a bit of fun. About having fun. Yeah. yeah. So four out of five. You got any questions for me? Um, yes. What nationality were the people that came to Japan during the Sogan Goku Jadar? Portuguese. Portuguese, yes. Um, and what did, what did the Japanese tr- want from the Portuguese? Guns. Guns. Yes. Easy. Easy. Too easy. Too easy. They were like Christmas presents. All right, what date did oh. the repression of the um, Christian faith begin what date what date not uh what year the christian faith christian faith the repression of it 1617 1618 oh. Six, it's 16 something isn't it yep yeah one more 1611 1614 oh <laughs> Um, well, that'll do anyway. No, no, come oh, on, come on, then. give me one more. Um, what is the name of the KFC mascot? 
KFC mascot. Yeah, that's important. Colonel Sanders. Yeah, he is Colonel Sanders. Say that's a mascot. He is a mascot. He's not a mascot. He's the he founder. Is. He's not a founder, he's a mascot. He's the founder that's of That's not saying Ronald McDonald no, is the founder no, of No, he's not, because Colonel Sanders is a real person no, who founded no, KFC. No, he's not. Yes, he is. No, he is not. I can't believe you don't know that. How, how could he be the founder? He's a big, fat man with a mustache. Not, Colonel Sanders founded KFC. He did not find he he's did. a mascot. He's not a mascot. You can embarrass yourself here. Colonel Sanders is a real person. I'm you can embarrass yourself. Colonel Harlan David Sanders, September the 9th, 1890 to December 16th, 1980, was an American businessman best known for founding fast food chicken restaurant Kentucky Fried Chicken. Look. Well, that's a black screen. Look. Look. It's on Wikipedia. No, this is Images. Oh, of Colonel Sanders, the real person. Yeah? Finding some evidence on Wikipedia there, so... I assume... I think everyone knows that I Colonel Sanders you don't is a real let your person. students use Wikipedia for their referencing. I'm so not, I'd like something a bit more solid. Like what? Like the existence like of a real sort, man? Like some sort of tome. <laughs> An academic an text. academic text on that the shows that Colonel Sanders. I, a real I, I did not know that. I or thought he was mascot. a mascot. Yeah, no. I thought, like Ronald McDonald or the the Burger King. Who's the Burger King? The Burger King, the king of the burgers. Seems to have gone off on. A yeah, we've gone off. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up. Wrap it up. We'll put a bow on, on top. Yeah, yeah. Little we'll, label. Yeah. And put it under the tree. Yeah. And. Um, um, you shove that up your stocking. <laughs> <laughs> right, thank you, James, for doing the Christmas special. My absolute pleasure. Um, we might do another one at some point. Maybe series two. Series two, long, hotly awaited. Hotly awaited series two. Yeah. Uh, have a good Christmas. Yeah. I'll see you on Zoom. Yeah. Um, is that all we're using Zoom or? Yeah, yeah, we're using Zoom, but we're in the same house, but there's a. Plexi. But we're staying in different rooms. In, so there's a glass barrier. Screen, screen between, between us. us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll disinfect all your presents. Thank you. And put them through that little, this little like um, cage thing we have. Well, we've got like one of those nuclear things where you put your arms through <laughs> yeah. and you, you can open the present you can't yeah. actually receive. There's like a no man's land yeah. sort of thing going on. Right, that'll do. That'll do. Oh, do you, do the students still listen to this? Oh, do they probably. have to? They don't have to anymore. No. Why? Oh, I was just wondering, like, what, who's the market? We could probably aim a new one at the market. Yeah, this is new. It's got, it's got a new tone to it now. <laughs> it's got a new edgy tone. It's got a new edgy tone. Right. We might even swear. No. No. <laughs> right. Bye. Bye. Bye.